Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's time for another episode of The Soul of the South Side. Coming to you live from the South Side and for the South Side. So I wake my ass up, right? It's 4.20, and the first thing I do is I get on the Bad Guy Radio, our plus-minus site, where they crunch all the plus-minus up to date right now. And two things stick out to me. Number one, uh, number two and three in plus-minus is Carlos Rodon and Adam Eaton. Rodon a 63 and Eaton at a 52. Now, those are two guys that my fan base gave up on when they left the team. When Carlos had his injuries and we decided to non-tender him, everybody pushed him to the side. When Adam Eaton spoke out about the Drake, the LaRoche saga, everybody pushed him away and tried to make it seem like he was just an asshole. Now, fast forward to today, 4-20-21. Adam Eaton and Carlos Rodon are two of the most important players on the team, and they are extremely valuable to my team's success and to their own personal success, especially with Carlos throwing the no-hitter. Now, that is the beauty of this White Sox team. If you go down the list, we got Moncada at number four at a 40, and we got Yerman at a 33 at number six. Smashed in between there is Lucas Giolito, who got his shit smacked uh, yesterday morning. So, uh, with the bad guy metrics, we, we can really just paint a better picture than waiting on war and runs created plus and whoever that bitch Sierra is everybody's bringing up this pitching metric called Sierra I've never even talked to a girl named Sierra I don't know who the fuck that is so if you can tell me who Sierra is introduce me to her I'm a handsome guy uh, I'm not complicated I like long walks on the fucking beach so if you see this girl Sierra out there let me know because I don't know who the hell she is. And mostly Yankees fans are bringing her up. I don't know who Sierra is. Now, one pitcher in particular that I want to give a shout out to. And it's not my boy Cody Hoyer. It's not Matt Foster who just got his shit together this week. I want to give a special shout out to Evan Marshall. Because when we opened up the season on the West Coast, he was a little bit flat. Uh, a lot of his pitches weren't coming out of his hand the way he wanted to, and he was visibly upset with himself. And, you know, uh, I don't really blame him for that because he's hard on himself. I could, I could see that as a casual fan. I've been watching Marsh since he was in Arizona. You know, he's always chirping and barking at himself, you know, and nobody put more pressure on themselves than him. So when I see him come out and have success against a team like the Red Sox, and he, and he nails down, you know, a couple Cleveland games. I love to see that shit because I get to see who my players are and how they respond. Perf- another perfect example, he's not a pitcher. Luis Robert Pantera is evolving right before our fucking eyes. That Boston series, that told me who my center fielder is. He's adjusting to the sliders away. He was blasting it to right center. And I wasn't talking about just dumping it down like he's Nick Madrigal. I'll get into the Tasmanian Devil in a second. But he was shooting balls all over Fenway Park. 
all weekend. A Justin pitch to pitch. He, he figure out what pitchers want to do. They're going to show you borderline strikes, and they're going to get you to chase off the plate. He's not missing his mistakes anymore. So what more do you want out of your young hitters? I get to look at a fucking Yankee lineup who, what, $500 million a play roll, and they still can't make no adjustments at the fucking plate. I had a, a, a I don't want to call him an idiot, but a dumb piece of shit try to sit here and tell me that the Yankees are going to be fine after this 5-10 and 10 start. You got me fucked up, boy. There is no... If I walk up to a Yankee fan right now and tell him that Kareem Garcia is a better winner than Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and Aaron Hicks combined, they would have a fucking heart attack. But that's the world we live in. Kareem Garcia, Hideki Matsui, even Ruben Sierra. Better Yankees than what you have in this generation right now. The Yankees team is soft. They're soft. The only tough guy in that fucking organization is Aaron Boone. And they made him get a pacemaker. You forced Aaron Boone to get a pacemaker, you animals. And now you're sitting here with this shit performance. Your, your fans ain't talking no more. John Boy, I don't even know if you have a fucking account on Twitter no more. I told you. I told you in February, J.D. Martinez will be the best hitter in, in your fucking lineup. And lo and behold, what do we have? I told you, you can have the better roster, but my Red Sox will be the better team. And look who's at the top of the fucking American League. I don't care about any metrics you have. I'm going to tell you the truth. Just like how I was at the bar the other day and I was making all type of drunk videos. Jose Abreu back, all of this. Right after I posted that video, my man grounded into a million double plays, and he was swinging at shit that we get mad at Luis Robert for swinging at. So I had to come out and bite the bullet and say I lied on the Bad Guy Radio recap the other day. I had to come out and say I lied because I'm not going to void my authenticity for viewers, for likes, for listens, for clicks. Hell no. I'm the person I am because I have to deliver the truth and how I'm feeling. Even when I'm wrong, I'm still right. So, like I said, we have one rule on the soul of the South Side. You can ask me something, but motherfucker, you can't tell me shit. You can't. I got to give a special shout out to my boy, Iowa Sox, because he made me do something that I do not like doing, I hate changing my mind on players that I like. Uh, I've been a Dylan C. Stan ever since he got traded to the White Sox because I, I love when baseballs leave his hand, like from the changeup to the slider to the curveball to the four-seamer. I love his repertoire. Now, Dylan C. really doesn't have good command or control, at least at this stage of the game right now. And I still defend him because, you know, as a stand, that's what the fuck you do. And he's not even the worst player I've stand. You know, I've had to stand guys like Brad Hopp and uh, Freddie Sanchez when he won the batting title. Hell, even a guy with one foot named Pat Burrell. Uh, I'm, I'm just a baseball fan. There's individual players that uh, I love. And, you know, I follow these players from team to team. Like, uh, I was, I just went on a whole rant about Giancarlo's weak ass when, in fact, he's one of my favorite players. Outside of playing for the Yankees, you probably won't hear me say anything bad. Uh, Glaber Torres, too. 
you know? So um, a shout-out to Iowa Sox because he made me change my mind in a situation like that because we was in the uh, the bad guy group chat talking about, you, he, you know, he asked me, what the fuck do I see in Dylan Cease because he got tired of me dick-riding him on Twitter. And I was like, yo, I just like seeing the ball come out of his hand. And so we was going back and forth, and, uh, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to give Michael Kopech the start, you know, uh, of the doubleheader, and let's see where it goes. And Michael Kopech was imposing. He was the player that Iowa Sox was talking about in the fucking group chat, the same exact player, pouring the fastball in, making sure his slider was in a spot and in a sequence where it's not going to get touched. Uh, unlike Dylan Cease, where when he makes his one mistake, it gets pounded, you know, uh, pitching from a head and account, everything you want out of your young pitcher, uh, Michael Kopech did it. And I was like, oh, my God. I knew Michael Kopech was going to be good, but I never in my wildest dreams thought, like, with the addition of Ethan Katz, that Cease would still be at the plateau point and not ascending like Kopech. And, and the crazy thing is, outside of body type, these are two guys with the same fucking stuff. 98 to 100 on the fastball. Uh, nice, tight slider. Uh, big, powerful breaking ball. It's like, bro, Cease, what the hell are you doing? Like, all you got to do is just stay closed on the mound. Make sure you're going towards the plate. Don't fly open. You're not a big guy. So you don't have that counterweight to hold you in place. You don't have that foundation. Like, my man's the Messiah, King Mac. He he preaches. He doesn't want, you know, pitchers with my type of body type. You know, that 5'11 frame, 170 to 190 pounds, because uh, it's hard for us to stay structured over a season. If you look at a guy like Lance Lynn, who's just a bag of ground beef, he is built for the duration of the season because look at his foundation. Look at the look at the core of that man. It's, it's a fucking brick from his knees to his fucking rib cage. So when you look at guys like Dylan Cease, it's easy for him to get out of whack with mechanics and all of that stuff. That's why we got with Ethan Katz. And it's crazy because with Michael Kopech, who has a more violent delivery, is more... Uh, in line with the plate when he delivers a baseball. He, if you look at how Michael Kopech pitches right now, it's not a full windup. It's like a hybrid between uh, pitching out of the stretch and just a, a one-step windup. Uh, Marcus Stroman does this too. And when you simplify your delivery, it's easy to repeat it and keep your same mechanics. I think that's something that Dylan C. still has to work on. Because going four and two-thirds every start, that's kind of, I don't know. I I can't keep defending that shit, even if I'm a a homer. I am a homer. You can't tell me anything about my White Sox, period. Uh, I'm going to try to be as honest as possible, uh, but at the same time, you're not going to sit get me on any app under any microphone bashing my team. That's not what a fan does. I support the team. Uh, I can be critical of some decisions, but at the same time, they have my unconditional support. So uh, even guys like Dylan Cease who make me look like a fucking dumbass for supporting them and, you know, giving them the rah-rah, that's okay because I can still go to bed at night. But 
uh, something's got to change. Because I had fans on this app, uh, you know, on Twitter talking about they were okay with Dylan Cease last start in Boston, and I was the biggest Dylan Cease fan. Probably still is. I said, pump your fucking brakes. He was still all over the place with that fastball. He still can't throw a get-me-over-breaking ball to, you know, throw that for a strike. He's throwing wipeout sliders and curveballs and 1-1 counts and and 2-1 counts. So if they don't swing, now you're 3-1 in a catbird seat, like Hawk says. Now what you going to do? Especially against a team like the Red Sox, who are actually the blueprint of what you will want in an American League line. Uh, you, you don't want a literate with power, but you do want guys that could fight off five to seven pitches. Uh, one of their more prolific strikeout guys, Bobby Dolbeck, had a, a lengthy, lengthy at-bat against Lucas Giolito. And it shouldn't be that hard to put Bobby Dolbeck away. Okay. And Lucas, I don't think, uh, I don't think the stuff was the problem uh, the other day. I just think the Red Sox had a plan and they executed. They knew they were going to see the change up at least at some point in every at bat. And when they threw it, they made his ass pay. They made him pay. So the same thing we did to fucking Zach Plesak, the Red Sox did to Lucas Giolito. And motherfuckers was like, all right. Lucas getting shelled. Now I have to, you know, now people were panicking. No, Uncle Ken Woe just said, get back to the fucking drawing board with your sequencing. Because whenever you're throwing a good changeup, you know it's coming. And changeups and sliders are on the same plane. His changeup has arm side run, his slider has glove side run, but it's on the same plane. So if you give a hitter, you let a hitter see both of those in the same sequence. With just a show me fastball, there's not there's not a lot you can go to the well on. He's not even throwing his curveball no more. Maybe that was the issue. Once motherfuckers loaded the bases uh, after that last single and we had no outs, I would have walked to the mound if I was Grandal, if I was catching whoever the fuck was catching. I don't even remember. And I'm saying, let's sprinkle in that curveball right now because fastball changeup slider is not going to work against a lineup like the Red Sox. They're an evolutionary lineup. They adjust at bat to at bat, pitch by pitch. Bobby Dolbeck is supposed to strike out 170 times this year, and he took Lucas Giolito to the fucking well, okay? That doesn't happen unless they have a clue of what's coming. I don't want to keep having the Yankees' name in my fucking mouth because I don't want to get gingivitis or anything like that. But last year, I had Garrett Cole at a podium complaining about hitters knowing what's coming because he was getting his shit smoked. And we're talking about one of the more prolific strikeout pitchers the game has seen the last 10 years, Garrett Cole. I don't want to say that because I don't want to give him praise, but I have to tell the truth. Garrett Cole is one of the best strikeout pitchers we've ever seen. And that's with just pouring a four-seamer in. And everything's hard. Everything's a slider. Well... Guess what, Garrett Cole? It's 2021, and all these hitters are bred to hit velocity. That's why hitters knew it was coming, because you don't have a change in speed, or you didn't have a change in speed, Garrett Cole, and you were getting too much of the plate. They don't have to know what's coming. All they got to have is perceived velocity. A hitter will tell you exactly what he thinks about your pitching, 
from probably the first two pitches. Either they're going to give a good pass at your heater, or they're going to watch your, your get-me-over-breaking ball, and they're just going to take the strike. Now, some get-me-overs don't make it to the catcher's mitt. They make it to the seats. Garrett Coles was making it to the seats last year. That's why he was complaining that he was tipping his pitches. No, because hitters had more success than you would think. All right, you got fucking Gary Sanchez. My boy, Gary Sanchez, a, a shell of himself. Can't call a game, can't hit a baseball. Hell, I don't even know if he could get to first base. That's what you was working with Garrett Cole last year. And that's what you're working with this year. All right, so Ken Wool hit the nail right on the fucking head. There was nothing wrong with Lucas Giolito yesterday except pitch sequencing. With the amount of video and resources available to hitters in the dugout, in the clubhouse, at the hotel, they, they, they could see how these pitchers have success. How these pitchers work hitters like you. Because I don't know if you guys fucking know this, but some hitters are one in the same. One in the same. Same weaknesses, same weak spots. You know. So... Uh, I'm not too worried about Lucas, to be honest with you, because he is a good pitcher. He's a smart guy. He probably figured out the problem as soon as he sat his ass down on the bench, you know. But uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with where we are in the rotation too, you know, because uh, Lance Lance Lynn, uh, Dallas, who threw a really good game in, in Boston. He only had the one strikeout, but he was economical. Uh, he was getting a lot of ground ball outs, a lot of fucking ground ball outs. I love it. Um, that was going to be okay. The only real question mark I got is Dylan. Is he going to go four and two-thirds his next start? If he does, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I don't have to worry about the pen no more. The pen is mighty, especially when we got big Danny Mendick and Yerman coming out the pen. So, <laughs> um I'm not too worried about the White Sox. We're 8-9 and nine right now. Our division, you know, our division is medium rare at best. Um, I'm not thinking about a wild card right now. Uh, I'm just, I'm watching the team improve, and I'm, I'm taking the silver lining out of every game. Uh, I love to see Adam Eaton produce every fucking day. I love to see Nick Madrigal numbers climb every day. Outside of that strikeout, uh, what was that, his last at bat? He had a pretty good day at the plate. He had a pretty good series in Boston, you know, and it, you can tell in a, in a young player when the game starts to slow down. Like earlier I alluded to the game slowing down to Pantera, you know, he, he's looking at what pitchers are trying to do. If I want to know how good Nick Madrigal is, first I look at if he's taking his glove to the plate, which he doesn't. He doesn't. Um, I also look at how he's attacking the ball in the zone because Nick Madrigal does not swing and miss, but he does not have a strike zone. Let me let me tell you, let me say that one more time. Nick Madrigal does not have a strike zone. So he can hit any pitch from anywhere. I need him if I if I have a slightest inclination of Nick Madrigal getting into a slump or anything, it's because he's not swinging the bat. And he's swinging a really good stick right now and his eye is perfect, you know. So, uh, let me just conclude this because, you know, I want this to stay a quickie. I don't want to take up most of your time. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to the Bad Guy Radio, uh, giving me a platform again. Uh, my homie Southside Supply, 
I'll introduce you to those guys pretty soon. Uh, you know, I'm just really happy to be a White Sox fan, uh, still living on the South Side, still uh, bringing our culture to the ballpark, to the Twitter app, Facebook even, even though I don't like White Sox Facebook, they're a bunch of fucking idiots that don't watch baseball, they just wear Sox hats. Um, this is the best fan base on the planet, and uh, I really appreciate being a part of it. Hey, it's your boy Leases Christ, guys, and it's just a reminder, if you liked any of the content you heard today, make sure you follow me and my boys at The Bad Guy Radio on Twitter. That would be at The Bad Guy Radio. Uh, a couple of my homies, King Mac, Ken Woe, Aussie Sox, Iowa Sox, We've got a couple of shows lined up, great lineup of shows. So once again, if you like what you heard and you like the content, follow me, Leases Christ, on Twitter at Green-Eyed underscore Soup, and you can follow the whole roster of boys at The Bad Guy Radio. Thanks again.